You're listening to Mid-South Minute, the podcast, where co-op and community collide. Hello, Mid-South, and welcome back to the Mid-South Minute podcast. I am Katie, and today I am talking about heart health. I thought this would be a great topic to discuss because a significant portion of our members actually live in rural areas, and rural areas tend to be more prone to health risks for a variety of reasons. Before we dive into some tips on how you can stay heart healthy, I want to introduce some guests that I have joining me today who have a very interesting story to tell about why being heart conscious and just conscious of your health in general is important. So joining me, I have an employee of Mid-South, one of our fiber support specialists, Mallory Canton. Hi. And her husband, Cody Canton. Hello. Cody, what do you do? Uh, I actually just got a new job with all my health issues and stuff going on. I got an office job coordinating closeout packages for small cell cell phone towers. Okay, nice. Well, Mallory and Cody, I heard that you recently went through a pretty big health scare. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened? Uh, sure. We got married on October 12th. You know, a good ceremony at the courthouse with our family, grandma or grandparents, parents, all that. Um, and then directly after that, we left and went on our honeymoon and went to Paladero Canyon, uh, Wimberley, Dripping Springs, just hiking a bunch, skiing, and just looking at all the scenic views and everything all around Texas. Uh, and then we got back on the 18th, got back like the middle of the day. So we just unpacked and everything. And then uh, the next day, you know, me and her both went back to work like a normal day. And uh, that day was the day that I went into cardiac arrest. I spoke to Mallory about one o'clock. And after we got off the phone, five minutes later, she got a call that I was unresponsive. From there, I was asleep for six days. So Mallory might be able to tell you a little more about what happened during those six days. So yeah, I talked to Cody about one o'clock on that Wednesday, the 19th. And at 1.05, his um, boss called me and was like, Cody's unresponsive. Do you have any idea why? Um, which, of course, I had no idea because there was no signs or symptoms. Like, he was completely normal on our phone call and the entire week before that we were hiking. In the moment, his coworker started CPR and called 911. From there, the EMTs showed up and had to use an AED a few times, and then they then transported him by ambulance to one hospital, which then he was life-flighted from there to Houston. He was asleep for six days after that, Uh, They were just working on trying to get his oxygen level back up, and he was on a ventilator. So a lot of waiting around on my part, and really we had no idea what happened or why it happened. And after about the sixth day, he finally had his oxygen up enough where he could breathe on his own, and they were able to subtly like wake him back up. Once he woke up, they did decide to put in an ICD, which is ultimately just a built-in defibrillator. Because we didn't know why this happened, they thought it would be the best option as far as like security or insurance. If it was to ever happen again, it'd be best to have it in place. Um, And from there, he actually did need it again, uh, six times, seven times after that. So we went home for a few days and then we had to go back to the hospital because he was experiencing pneumonia from being intubated for so long. Once we went back to the hospital for the pneumonia, While they were treating him for pneumonia, he actually went back into cardiac arrest two times. Um, And so then they realized, you know, there's got to be something bigger here. They did an ablation. They sent him home. And then from there, he had two episodes at home, 
same thing, cardiac arrest, the defibrillator brought him back. So we went back to the ER for another 10 days. So now we're at 30 days total. And then while we were in the um, hospital for the third time, he had three more cardiac arrest events with the defibrillator. And there they did another ablation that they are much more confident has fixed this issue. So Wow. Cody, how old are you? I'm 22. Oh my goodness. So did the doctors give you any reason of why this happened or if it was runs in the, your family or anything? Uh, they're not completely sure. They did find a gene that is related to arrhythmias and such like I have. They said it's not, not a perfect match. They said, but it could be that. Uh, but they, as of right now, they don't really have an explanation. And they said they might not ever find a true explanation. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, that's very scary. The goal is now now just to get it back to normal and get everything working how it should. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling much better now? Yes, feeling much better. How has it been being back to work? Uh, It's been good. The first couple days, you know, I was kind of nervous just being away from home and stuff. But uh, it's getting better. It's getting much better. That's good. So what have been kind of some of the takeaways you guys have gained from this experience, you know, whether that be being more health conscious or any tips you got from doctors? I was going to say just you never know what could happen. Anything can happen to anyone at any time. I've never smoked or been a big drinker or anything like that. I've always kind of, you know, kept my health in the back of my mind, definitely keeping it in mind. But, you know, there's probably some things I could do more healthy, but I've always been active, always ate pretty correct, you know had it always in my mind but it still it, I mean it still happens so you just never know. I definitely learned how important CPR is. Everyone takes them at work or just a course to be certified just because mostly because other people's work asked them to do that but now I have realized how important it is to know CPR. If this coworker would not have known CPR or you know what to do in that situation we would have been in a much different outcome because he did CPR for almost 15 minutes before the EMTs got there and took over. So definitely brought more light into how important that was because we had several doctors tell us whoever did his CPR is, you know, deserves a, a hug or an award or something because even just keeping his heart beating, it's keeping brain to him. We didn't know when he was asleep, would he wake up with some kind of deficits or what would he remember? He was without oxygen for so long. So um, but luckily, his, his coworker did successful CPR, and he woke up just fine. I would definitely also say I learned how important it is to be aware of your surroundings. Like, for example, we were hiking the week before uh, in Paladero Canyon with no service, and maybe two or three people were in the canyon with us. Again, I think it would have been a much different outcome because we weren't prepared to call anybody or... I wasn't prepared to perform CPR that day. So it definitely, not saying that it was good that it happened, but it definitely happened at the best time or place with the best person that I could think of to ultimately save the day. Also learned a lot about how important it is to listen to the doctors and to pay attention and take notes on what you should do and what to look out for and not to brush off any types of symptoms or how important it is to take your medications on its regulated time and If they say with food, it needs to be with food or, you know, being aware of like what you're allergic to, that's important because there's so many hands working on you, which is great because it's more knowledge, but you've got to be aware of, you know, what you're dealing with and and take all of the doctor's advice and and use it. Yeah. 
Did this cause you, Valerie, to go see a doctor or anything or get more checkups or anything like that? I have not visited a doctor, um, but I can say anytime I feel like anything's wrong with me, I do take a lot more note to it because one of the biggest questions I got when Cody was asleep was, do you know what happened? Did he have any, you know, symptoms or signs or like, could you tell? And I definitely couldn't, but the whole time he was asleep, I was thinking, did he just not mention something? Like, did he feel something that he didn't tell me? And you know, just brushed it off. So I definitely do pay a lot more attention to anything that comes up with me. I'm like, oh, a minor headache. I probably need to go see a doctor. <laughs> so I do, I do pay more attention and I do now feel like I need to schedule a primary care doctor and everything else because I just don't have a big file of doctors, but I feel like I need them. So yeah. <laughs> Is the ICD, will that be in you forever, Cody? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Cody's ICD, um, he will have that forever. They told us it would last anywhere for um, eight to 10 years before they would have to ultimately replace the batteries. I mean, I'll have to see a doctor twice a year just to check and see what his IC does outside of just saving him. It does monitor his heart like at all times to make sure there's no bad rhythms or nothing that comes up, you know, just in his day to day. So the doctors check that and he'll just have follow-ups and he'll have that forever. Has this changed your future lifestyle? It has changed, I would say, quite significantly. Right before all this happened, we bought a house and we're building a fence. So we would work eight to five and then get off and work until 10 o'clock at night trying to build fence. So now we're, we're a little more cautious with how far we push ourselves as far as that goes. And also with eating, I mean, I guess I would say we'd always eat quite healthy, but there are a lot of things that you don't actually put into perspective when you're eating and you don't have to think about what you're eating. For example, Cody's on a low sodium diet. Most people would just think salt, and you might think, oh, I didn't put any salt in this, but there's sodium in everything, and I didn't realize how much sodium was in everything. For example, his daily limit is like 2,500, and in a McDonald's cheeseburger has 1,500. So for the entire day, he could have like maybe a McDonald's hamburger and fries. So you have to be a lot more cautious with like stuff we buy and always looking for, you know, the heart healthy options or looking for things that say reduce sodium. And really it doesn't make that much of a difference once you get used to it. And now when we eat something salty, he's always talking about, oh, this is so salty. And I'm like, this was normal before all of this happened. So salt has become a big deal. And then also how important like cardiac rehab is just to rebuild your stamina, even exercise why, or just for your heart in general. For the 30 days that he was in the hospital, he didn't do much other than walk a few laps around his area. Um, and so just having to like rebuild muscles and your heart function and everything, that's so important. You know, you think you're doing things right until someone says, actually, this is how you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Cody, how do you feel about the diet restrictions? Uh, it's a lot different, but I don't think I'm going to ever live without looking at the sodium levels and stuff. And like even my family, like my brother and stuff, my brother called me all the time like, can you guess how much sodium is in this? Because <laughs> yeah, he's been looking at it too as well. So I think it's just something that's implanted in my brain now. and I'll always look for it. Yeah. Has your So you mentioned your brother. Has your family taken some precautions or going on some of these diets since this happened? Yes. Since the genetic testing came back and I did have a gene that could be related to it, uh, they suggested that my brother get tested. So he's going to do the genetic testing as well. And my mom. She, uh, she's been going to the doctor ever since all this happened. She said, since she has insurance at work and everything, she's like, I'm going to start using it and, you know, stay on top and make sure no surprises happen, you know, like we had. Yeah. How has your life really changed since this? You know, I, I know you mentioned you have a new job, right? 
because you could you had to work in an office now has anything else really been a major change uh really everything has changed since then uh, i used to i mean like we just bought this new house in august so <clears throat> we've been building since and working on the barn and stuff like that trying to get everything built i was working like crazy on it you know all the time whenever i'd get off work i'd go home and work on it on the weekends i'd be working on it now i just try to take it easy as much as i can now looking back i realized i was probably overworking myself kind of overdoing it so now i've been getting help you know friends and stuff come help me and uh, just so i don't work overwork myself like that again and i realized like even at work uh before you know i was pushing myself and was probably pushing myself a little too hard and uh could have just relaxed, you know, and it would have been the same thing. Well, I think that's pretty much all I have for you guys. Do you guys have anything that you would want our members to know or anyone who listens in about what you learned from this experience or what they should do? I want to add on to Mallory's CPR comment. You know, a lot of businesses provide that for you, the CPR training. And a lot of people, I'm probably guilty of it myself, a lot of people get in those trainings such as CPR and just kind of goof off, you know, treat it like a like a blow-off day off work you know but it really is something to pay attention to like she said if my co-worker had not known what to do and paid attention then it would be a lot different so i would just suggest everybody really get in there and pay attention it seems like nothing but essentially it could be something very big yeah it could make a difference big yeah. difference anything from you mallory <laughs> definitely wasn't what i was expecting from a one-week marriage but I think it's just important to keep a positive mindset. Like I said, it's not what I was expecting, but it's what was given to us. So it's just, you know, just deal with it and move on to the next thing. And, you know, eventually it's all going to work itself out. You just got to get through it. And you won't get through it if you're not being positive. So. Whether you're checking your email, browsing the internet, or watching your favorite show, Mid-South Fiber has you covered. Say goodbye to buffering and hello to internet speeds fast enough for the whole family to enjoy. Visit MidSouthFiber.com to select your packaging and sign up today. Older. Faster. Fiber. Obviously, as Mallory and Cody have said, you never know what can happen in life, so the best thing you can do is, is really to prepare. So we're going to go through some tips so that you know how to stay heart healthy and just healthy in general. So the first tip I have, which we've talked about, is really eating healthy and staying active. One thing I want to mention, because I mentioned the rural members before, is that you know sometimes it can be difficult when you live a little bit more rural. You don't necessarily want to drive 30 minutes to the nearest grocery store to get the freshest produce. So sometimes convenience Definitely, as humans, convenience plays a big role. And so it's easy to go to the convenience store, the gas station, and grab that easy dinner, that easy meal, especially after a long day of work. But it's definitely important to go and get those veggies in. And there are services out there, uh, one of them, HelloFresh, and I know there's a bunch of others, where they actually deliver food to your house and fresh produce, fresh meat, and then you make a meal. And so they, they'll deliver the food and provide you with recipes. And so that's always a good option for people who don't have easy access to a grocery store that's going to have the freshest produce. Another one, another good tip is obviously avoid smoking and drinking. I think every doctor would probably tell you okay. to do that. So. Yeah, Cody's situation actually wasn't a heart attack. Um, it was actually just considered cardiac arrest, and there is a difference because heart attacks are caused by blocked valves 
often from smoking, drinking, and eating poorly. But even though he wasn't caused by any of those factors, I did hear from a lot of doctors and we got questions a lot. Does he drink? Does he smoke? You know, how does he eat? Yeah. Another tip is to monitor your cholesterol and blood pressure. Uh, You can go to pretty much any pharmacy convenience store and find a blood pressure monitor. And most pharmacies now actually can check your cholesterol for you too. And so it's a good way to keep on track of it, especially if you find that you are prone to high blood pressure or have a higher cholesterol. It's good to always get a regular checkup. Stress is another major contributor to your heart health and really health in general. It can affect a lot of things. And so always be careful with how stressed you are. Just be able to monitor your stress and maintain it is really the main thing. Another good tip is to ask your family. Learn about your family history and and if any of them have risks of heart disease. You know, Cody talked a little bit about um, the gene that they found in his family that he didn't know about. So that's always good to check with your family and see if you have grandparents, relatives, distant relatives who have had heart issues. Going to the doctor regularly is also very important. For rural members or for anyone in general, if you don't have close access to a doctor or doctor's office, teledoc is always a good option. Um, You can video in or you can talk on the phone with the doctor, especially if you have something that you're not exactly sure or you just want a quick tip, um, teledoc is very helpful and convenient. And as Cody and Mallory both mentioned, if you are at risk or live with a family member that is at risk, Taking a CPR certification course can really make a huge difference. Red Cross offers online courses. You can definitely do in-person classes as well. And like Cody said, a lot of times your work will offer classes. So if you ever have an opportunity to take one, you should. Or you live with someone who is at risk, you should definitely look into finding a class near you. So that way you can help in any times of need. And even if you aren't necessarily living with someone who you think is at risk of needing uh, CPR, I think it's still extremely important to learn and and to know because, you know, neither of us would have ever expected to need to know how to perform CPR on one another, but ultimately that's what he needed. And I definitely think it's just a good thing to have in your back pocket for any situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't even have to be at risk or know about it just to to take a CPR class. You should just take one. You can go to heart.org to learn from the American Heart Association on why eating healthy, staying active, avoiding smoking, and all these other tips um, matter and how they protect your heart. Thank you, Mallory and Cody, so much for joining me today and sharing your story with our members. Thank you for having us. Thank you to our members who listened in, and we'll see you down the line.